Lakeshore Lover's rap knowledge is extensive, as you probably detected when he mentioned the litany of rappers in the last episode. And no, those rappers are not his friends, contrary to popular belief. But it might surprise you to learn that it wasn't a single rapper, or a single rap group, or a rap group of six or more members that inspired LSL. In fact, it was the industrial rock band Nine Inch Nails that spun LSL into the music world with dizzying intensity. Here he is talking about the one pivotal moment that changed everything. By he, I mean LSL, not Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor, can you imagine if he did an interview? I mean, I think I'd absolutely vomit everywhere. Well, a fellow Dungeons and Dragons buddy of mine thought I listened to rock music. I don't know why. I mean, I was always playing Falco in my Walkman and in my car. You know, Rock Me Amadeus. Not sure why he thought that was rock music. Maybe just because it had the word rock in the title? Great Dungeons and Dragons player, but kind of dumb about everything else, if you know what I mean. Anyway, he lent me this cassette tape from a group called Nine Inch Nails. Thought it was a silly name, but I learned later that it was basically one guy playing all the instruments except the drums. What was the album? I believe the album was Pretty Hate Machine. And let me tell you that 10 seconds into that 10th song, I immediately knew that I wanted to create music and be the only guy playing instruments and name my first album Pretty Hate Machine. That album never happened, but what did was my first song, That first song was called You. It was definitely influenced by the sound of Nine Inch Nails, but it also had the stylings of EMF's Unbelievable. The song is lost, and LSL barely remembers anything about it. It was definitely a pop song for the most part. It had a rap verse in it. I wrote it as an assignment for my creative writing class in college. We were supposed to just have the lyrics, but I'm a hardcore musician. I can't just do lyrics. I put all that shit to music. Combo pop and rap song. Like a parap song. Did you just hear that word? I think I came up with a new musical genre. Anyway, programmed my drum machine, came up with some melodies, had a cup of tea, recorded it, and presented it to the class. Come to find out, I was the only one that did music. Felt like a goddamn fool, Megan Moore. Do you recall any of the lyrics? To be honest, not much. The first line went, You got love and you know how to use it. And the chorus went something like, There's you, you, you. But I'm not a singer, so it probably sounds nothing like that. But that's all I remember. I think the teacher took the cassette tape because he knew the genius behind the song, just like I knew the genius behind the song. There's never been another song like it, I can tell you that. And the teacher realized he could probably sell it to a record company for hundreds of dollars. It didn't take LSL long to move to rap. He continued to write rhymes, to create beats on the Casio drum machine, and to find his way into the hearts of dozens by performing live events. And he did this while working at United Parcel Service, or UPS as a few people call it. Needless to say, LSL was a hardworking, dedicated man when it came to rapping. Nothing was going to stop him from shooting his verbology spittle all over the world's face. I'm Megan Moore, and this is Lakeshore Lover, a rap retrospective. Episode 2, Deep in Old School's Hole.
The late 80s turned into the early 90s. Then the early 90s turned into 1993. Then 1993 turned into the mid-90s. And that's when everything changed. LSL got himself a computer with a music-making program and audio software. At that point, it was off to the rapping races. And if his early songs were any indication of his talent, then LSL would win every rapping race known to man. In fact, his first songs would become so popular, some would say any rapping races from the past should be given to LSL. Listen to this first verse from his very first song. I love panties, clinging to your fannies While you dance around to my jimmy jammies It's wonderful if that's all you had on And we get it, on to the break of dawn Don't tease me girl as you pump my world And let your outer layers slowly unfurl You know which ones I like The ones that make me hog the mic From my interview with LSL I asked him about the motivation for that song What inspired the underwear song, LSL? Female panties. And indeed, the lines in the song Underwear celebrated the womanly undergarments with abandon. Here are additional verses of the song, as read by me. I'm not a rapper, so don't judge. High cup bikinis and outrageous thongs are two styles I don't find wrong. And let me tell you, there's nothing so fine as looking at a panty line. It leaves a bit to the imagination and creates a fantastic, wonderful sensation. Okay, I hate to ruin the song, so here's the final verse in Underwear. You got a nice butt, you know what's up, and I'll caress you smooth like a playful pup. I'll tell you this, I'll keep away my paw if you got underwear like my dear old grandma. Otherwise, I'll whisper some sweet nothings while you rub me down and off or something, something. I'll smile and definitely cry out for more. Your underwear will look good on my floor. And despite the theme, this was a song that was a hit on the radio waves. Lakeshore Lover didn't just burst onto the scene as you'd expect. He was discovered, like any mid-level rapper with crazy songs about underlings. So you might be asking yourself, who was the poor soul who discovered LSL? Her name is Maggie Snow. She was the host of Maggie in the Morning on the now-defunct radio station 100.7 The Bus. Here she is in a clip talking about Lakeshore Lover. Well, when I first heard Underwear, my first thought was, a song like this even exists? Then my second thought was, why? I had a third thought, but I completely forgot what it was on my fifth listen to the song. By then, I was enamored with the wordplay that this fellow put out. Like, I had no idea that someone could create musical poetry like this. A truly brilliant mind. So sincere, so raw. I really connected with his words. I felt heard. Then I met the man himself, Lakeshore Lover. He said I could call him LSL or Lakeshore, but I decided I'd call him by his first name, Lake. I gotta tell you, I had no idea what to expect, but the person I met did not match the rapper on underwear. The man was tall, while I thought the rapper sounded like he was definitely under five feet. The man had two arms, and the rapper... Well, he also had two arms. It was almost intimidating meeting him because his music was so special to me. And it was hard to believe that such talent 
was right in our own area. So when I met him, I almost felt like we had this real relationship, but he didn't know me at all. I just felt like I knew him because his words were so personal and I listened to the music so many times. And every time I would listen, I felt like I learned something new about myself. I admit, he was semi-fun to be around, but I have to say that my favorite memory of Lakeshore Lover was when he wrote, performed, and produced music just for me and my co-host. You know, personal stuff, things he knew about us. It was incredible. It was just a big moment for me to be mentioned by someone that special and so tall and so local. Coming up after the break... It's time to talk about LSL's debut album. Lakeshore Lover wasn't going to be defined by one song. Yes, underwear was the greatest thing to come out of Chicago since Deep Dish Pizza, but as you'll soon learn, underwear was the tip of the elastic in panties. The best description of the debut album was written by Steve Trolley from The Hip Hopper. He called the album, titled Lake Effect, a multi-track crate of gleaming diamonds. How did LSL come up with such a crowd pleaser? According to LSL, it was easy. It was pretty easy, you know. One song turned into two, two songs turned into three, and then three songs turned back into two, and then suddenly there's an album. Lake Effect was born. Well, not born, You can't birth an album in the conventional human sense. I mean, create it, right? Can you imagine if a human woman gave birth to a full album? The mess! I mean, what chord would you cut? Lake Effect had 11 total songs, 9 rap tracks, and 2 instrumentals. One of those instrumentals is being used as the theme song to this podcast. It's called Come On Everybody. Now, if you know me as a host at all, listeners... You know I hate to disappoint. And I have to be honest with you and disappoint you here. We weren't able to obtain a copy of the Lake Effect album. And as far as we know, no one we contacted was willing to come forward to admit they bought one. But to hear LSL tell it, the album was a massive success between Interstates 55 and 57 in Illinois. How did you come up with the album title, Lake Effect? I was literally driving near Lake Michigan in the winter, and weatherman Chaz Ralphie, this was before he became a famous early late night talk show host, mentioned Lake Effect Snow coming in from Canada. I thought, damn, that's a great title for a future album I may or may not create. Seems like the perfect name considering where you lived at the time and your rap name. Oh, glad you mentioned that, Megan Moore. Did I ever tell you how I came up with Lakeshore Lover? Yes, you did. In the first episode? Mm. Anyway, how many copies did Lake Effect sell? Well, all said and done, including up until 2001. See, I rap even during the interview. Maybe I sold 600 copies. Wow, that's impressive. And I wasn't just saying that. It was impressive for a 25-year-old man from the sticks of Chicago. Sadly, though, LSL doesn't even have a copy of the album. So if anyone out there listening to this has a copy, please contact me at the show's email address. I'd love to have an authentic copy so I can do a reaction episode listening to every song. Does the internet still do reaction things? 
My producer says yes. But we do know some of the songs from that album. You've already listened to some of Underwear. But let's go over a few of the others I was able to obtain through other means. Please don't fear, lecture lover is here. I know all the girlies are gonna shed a tear because they can't stand the rhyme that I possess and the old school rhythm that really does impress. Try not to comprehend, I spell no brainer beat. Santa rockets with the voice and lyrical ease. So if you need a hero that gets hotter and hotter, sir, just to welcome me back like a Mr. Gotcher. Lakeshore lover, there ain't no other from your brother to your mother. I'm Lakeshore lover, Lakeshore lover, there ain't no other from your brother to your mother. I'm Lakeshore That lover. is the first verse and chorus from The Lover Is Here. This was actually LSL's follow-up to Underwear. The song goes on. Not trying to be anyone else. I just want to have fun being myself. That's the most important thing to do. It's what I do, and I'll bust a groove for you. Now the best part of The Lover Is Here is contained in the third verse, where LSL wants you to never forget him, and he has a great association technique for you. Lakeshore Lover, remember that name. Lakeshore for Chicago, and lover for my game. Enjoy the words in my old school style. I'll be rolling all the beats, mile after mile, and just sway yourself. Back and forth, dance with the girl from the south to the north. I'll be around, always undercover. Peace out. I'm Lakeshore Lover. Lakeshore Lover. Did you catch no that? Lakeshore Lover, remember that name. Lakeshore for Chicago, and Lover for my game. How can you forget him with lines like that? And if you do happen to forget, then he wants you to know he'll always be around you. Undercover. What a sweet guy. I was able to find two more songs, one rap and one instrumental. The rap song is called You Just a Sucka MC and has a basic theme, battle rapping. I'm modeling for the old style battle rap songs and back then every rapper had one. Lakeshore Lover was no exception. You are just a sucker MC playing around on your whack drum machine. Sounds like you got those hit sticks going just like your mom. Your beats are blowing. I see you up there bouncing on the stage. You're jerking around like you got road rage. I don't understand why you embarrass yourself and you don't put your mic right back on the shelf. Next to your copies of Ice and Criss Cross, not hearing your rhymes isn't a loss. I know you're going to run to your mommy and tell her I called you a sucker MC. You just a sucker MC, sucker MC, sucker MC. There's nothing you can say, you can say, you can say. There's nothing else you can be, you can be, you can be. You just a sucker MC, sucker MC, sucker MC. It's more of those types of insults throughout the song. Some notable lines include, You got a detention, from rap school run by Lakeshore Lover. You know I love it, like no other. Act up on me, I'll send you to detention. And did I mention, you're my bitch in the kitchen? And while you're cooking things in the oven, I'll be sweet-talking your girl, pushing and shoving. She'll want more, Lakeshore, L-O-V-E, as I whisper to her, you a sucka MC. It's like Henry Wadsworth Longfellow possessed LSL's body and wrote poetry for the masses to beats and melodies. It's almost too good. Now the final song I got my hands on is called Smooth Night Ahead. This is the instrumental.
While I don't have access to the track listing or the order of the tracks, I believe that Smooth Night Ahead is the final track on Lake Effect, or as the professional rappers call the final track, the outro. What might amaze you that during this early part of LSL's career, LSL was simply creating hit songs as easy as breathing. It's clear he was a natural, able to find the perfect beat for lyrics or the perfect lyric for a beat. I guess he was what people in the industry called a sextuple threat. He was unsigned, which might surprise you, and performing minuscule gigs for paltry amounts, sometimes for no pay at all, and only room and board. To support himself financially, LSL worked at UPS, and creatively, he was one-third of the sketch comedy group Rainbow Sonata. Here's Brad again during our interview. I worked with Lake Shore at UPS. We were auditors which meant that we scanned packages for quality assurance to make sure that the right zip codes were on the right trailers. But to be honest, that shit didn't matter. If a package was going to get lost, it was going to get lost, you feel me? So we'd stand out on the platforms with our beeping guns, scanning box after box. It was boring as hell, but we got paid a king's ransom to do it. But LSL, he managed to make the job fun, mainly because he was rapping all the goddamn time. Even over the noise of the conveyor belts and the men in the trailers yelling at him to shut the fuck up, LSL just kept spitting them rhymes. I think he did it just to annoy the other workers at a certain point. But I love that shit. I don't know how he rapped and scanned boxes at the same time. I guess that's just the definition of a genius. Do you remember any of those lyrics? <laughs> Hell nah. He must have rapped like a million words while working there. I do remember that he used to carry around this portable tape recorder, though, and not one of those little ones with the mini cassette or those newfangled digital ones. This was one of those shoebox-sized ones, strapped to his body like a damn fanny pack. He looked ridiculous. <laughs> but I tell you what, when he started rhyming, he looked about 14% less ridiculous. There's not much on his comedy troupe, Rainbow Sonata. Records show it was composed of three members, and they performed during the years 1997 to 1997. However, they were known for one thing. They created these short videos of the group members doing various dances and practical jokes. They called them one-minute video challenges, and they invited fans to make videos mimicking the dances or practical jokes so they could compile them into a collection. It was very popular for some time, and I'm sad to report that none of the videos or compilations survived. But as the 90s switched over to the new century and Y2K changed all the computer clocks back to 1799, LSL was just starting to transition his music talents to new genres and topics. An example of this was the song, I Wanna Be Hip.
much like Asian Mexican fusion food, Lakeshore Lover began experimenting with dance, techno, techno dance, and Euro dance with his hip hop. One of the first major hits of this newfound inspiration was Dream Dance. Like it was a major club hit around a few streets in Chicago suburbs. journey would be different. And because of that, a new name was born. I'm Megan Moore. And next time on Lakeshore Lover, a rap retrospective, a new name, mall performances, and vanilla ice. I think if you're a creative type and you want to be inspired, all you got to do is look around yourself all the time. You have to read a lot. Books, newspapers, magazines. Keep up with current events. Take a walk around the mall or park or your neighborhood. I don't believe in writer's block because something out there will spark that imagination. It could be any time of the day, evening, night, or day night. You can't prepare for it, but you'll recognize it when it happens. And here's a bit of advice from me for anyone in the creative arts. Don't carry a notebook and pen. Why? Because when you get an idea, you don't need to write it down. If you're within quick distance of a notebook, give yourself an hour before you do. If you're out and about, wait until you get home. If the idea is good enough, it will stick with you. Your subconscious will help you remember the details if the idea was a good one. You're welcome.